Now, praise the Lord. It's a good day in the house today, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray one more time together. Father, I just thank you for such a great day, a beautiful day outside for each one that has come together this morning to worship you, to lift up your holy name. We praise you, we thank you, and we bless your name this morning. And we just say, have your way through the rest of this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Good to be here, isn't it? Yeah. Feels so good this morning. It's like um, when Rick was up here last Sunday and he was reading a prophetic word that was spoken over the house, and, and it said, like, House of Reformation. Nobody say that together. House of Reformation. Once more, House of Reformation. That's a good word. I love that. And where we get to see lives change, right? That's what we come to church for, isn't it? To see lives changed. So when we walk out, we're not walking out the same way we walked in. Yeah, somebody say amen. That's what we're here for. That being said, I have a young couple that between a Sunday, a Friday, and another Sunday, experienced tremendous reformation in their lives. Would that not be accurate? Kind of, yeah, kind of. Why don't you come up here and share then? Let's welcome Ryan and Anna. I'm going to build a little bit of a, a, little, a little foundation here. She just had like four or five wisdom teeth pulled. So uh, not sure how loud or how you know that's going to be, but smile's still there. And that was Friday. So praise God, you're here. And Ryan, it's like, this is a couple that pretty much, I know that he shared with me that he grew up in church. Something that it's not new. He grew up in church. But some of what he's going to... In fact, I'm going to have him share first. Uh, some of what he's going to share is what he has experienced in this church. Uh, and it's been very, very different than the way that he grew up and the churches that he's been a part of. Which, man, we're not saying anything against any other church. I believe that anywhere that the saints of God are meeting together and the Word of God is being taught, that that Word will not go void. So, praise God for all the other churches. Just think, God has His finger on this one, and there are some pretty special things that happen here. And um, one of the things that, that Ryan shared with me, he just said, I have been in church all my life, I'm saying that again, but I have never experienced the power of God just hit me. So I said that much, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you. I'm, you want me to hold this? If you hold the mic, that would be great. Okay. Just keep it really close. Yeah. Right oh, good. good. Yeah. Testing. yeah. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Ryan. Um, I did not have five wisdom teeth pulled, so um, yeah. Um, but yeah, a little bit about my testimony, make it brief. It 
it could really go on a long time, but just to kind of sum it up, um, uh, my wife and I, Anna, we, um, three weeks ago now, we felt the Lord kind of calling us to come here specifically to this church, which was interesting because we didn't know anything about this church at all. So um, it was kind of the Lord, purely just the Lord prompting us. So um, the morning we were going to go, um, at the time, I was very burnt out of church. I didn't want to have anything to do with church anymore, basically. Um, I've followed God for a long time, but I just was kind of in a place that was very, very weary. Um, and I, I didn't really want to, you know, come in and listen to a sermon anymore. And I was just, I was really done and over it. And oddly enough, that morning, the Lord literally like woke me up and he was like, you need to go to church today. Um, and so I got ready in like 10 minutes. We were super late. Um, and we, we roll in here and um, met a bunch of amazing people. And um, I was still very honestly skeptical because I've been following the Lord for a long time, but I've had some really bad experiences in previous churches. Um, and Pastor Lynn was, even, even in that place of doubt and kind of skepticism, uh, Pastor Lynn was praying for me. Um, I don't even think you said anything. It was just the Holy Spirit just hit me hard. Um, and I didn't even know about like the, you know, like Holy Spirit could hit somebody and fall over. Um, and so I just fell over and I was like, I, I just kind of woke up on the ground and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't even know if there was someone there to catch me, but I just kind of had faith that the Lord would heal me if I was hurt or whatever. Um, but, <laughs> but the funniest thing is I came in and I was so weary. Um, I even had like problems in my shoulders just because I was literally like um, holding so many things on my own in my life and like really bad tightness in my arms, even just from like a, a literal like physically holding things as well as spiritually and emotionally. And um, I've never once in my whole life never not overthought something. And I, that's not an exaggeration, like severe anxiety. Um, and since that moment, like walking out of the doors, our life has gotten worse. Like I got laid off from my job. We had a lot of weird things happen. And honestly, I like do not care at all. Um, like at all. And it's just, it's a testimony that what really matters is a touch from the Holy Spirit, honestly. Because you can, I mean, you can sit there and, and do what I did and try to do everything on your own. Um, and at the end of the day, you just have a lot of problems. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting. The, the Holy Spirit has taken, at least for me, has taken me to a place that kind of our, a lot of our worst case scenarios happened in life. Um, and, and it's like, I'm, it's like I'm new. I'm like living a new life. It's so much joy. Um, and so, yeah, just a testimony to his power and taking away anxiety and all that stuff that's not from the, not from the Lord. Hi. Are you talking to me? Oh. I don't know. I just, I need to get out in front of the speaker so I can hear you. No. Were you asking me if I wanted you to share more? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, that's kind of the main part of it, so. <laughs> okay, well, let me uh, back up a little bit. I know that you said Pastor Lynn prayed for him. It's like that was the first encounter. That was encounter number one. He was here Friday night. Somebody different prayed for him. He was here Sunday morning. Somebody different prayed for him. So it's not who prays for you. It's what Holy Spirit does through whomever prays for you. It's like, it's, 
not about the glory of Lynn or the glory of we can just go around the around that God uses us all we all have a gift and he will use us all and it you know I could back up it probably was just a couple years ago that things were quite a bit different or at least a little bit different around here when I look now when I think of who all is being used and the impartation, the things that have happened and the things that have transpired here, I could stand out there and not even be up here and see people laying all over the place. Because God, His power is being manifest through several willing vessels and it's just so awesome to watch. It blesses me like crazy. So... Okay, if you have some more, go ahead. Yeah, and there's a lot. It's hard to even kind of break it down. Um, and yeah, after all those, after the Lord like broke all those chains um, in my life of anxiety and like just holding things on my own, doing it my, on my own, because that's not from the Lord. Um, those are like chains from the enemy. It's, it's open. He's like been opening my eyes to just seeing him in everyday life um, ever since he really like touched me and, and broke a lot of things in my life that needed to be broken off. Um, since then, it's everything I see. It's like I can physically see the Lord moving. Um, I can see his plan working. Um, and it just starts with just giving up and letting God show up. Um, and so... Yeah, and, and also just, he's opened my eyes to just fighting the enemy too. Um, you know, recognizing the lies that are not from, not from God. Um, recognizing things in our life or things that we believe in our mind that are not, are not scriptural, they're not in his word, they're not from God. And just recognizing those things and speaking against them in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's been so powerful because, you know, there's, there's really no amount. Something I've learned is there's no amount of, like, I don't know, positivity you can create on your own. Um, it's just, you need to literally speak the name of Jesus Christ over your life. And so, yeah. So, so cool. Between the Sunday and the Friday, he was sitting over there sharing. He said, my life has completely changed. I don't think the same. I don't feel the same. My anxiety's gone. First encounter. Then, through the second and third encounter, he, he walked through a complete forgiveness. So more chains, more chains, more stuff broken off. And now he's walking in freedom. You want to switch places? And you're going to have to hold that right up. Okay. And I, I back up and you move forward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just feel the Lord just putting on my heart. He, we're in good hands. We're in such good hands. He knows us. He knows just what we need. He knows just when we need it. No matter what we've gone through or what we've been held by, He just knows exactly what we need. So just thank Him for that. Um, yeah, I just want to first say, I mean, our first, the Lord just kind of kept tapping on my heart, you know, our heart before we came here. and. Super funny because actually, Christy was my uh, my Bible teacher, and when I went to Valley View way back in high school, 
And isn't that just the power of the Lord? You know, you never know when he's going to use you and you never know what seed he's planting. And so just the intentionality that she showed in that class with us, he's using that now. And I just, I just think he's so good. <laughs> just so much more than we can ever ask for. Um, yeah, I had been raised in a, you know, a lot of not really, um, like I knew the Lord, but I never experienced his power until two weeks ago. And he, oh man, <laughs> he's so good. I get emotional. He's so good. Um, I had, since I was five, I dealt with a, a condition. So it's um, a disorder, an anxiety disorder. It's called trichotillomania. And this is a testament to the Lord that I am telling you all this with no shame. Testament to the Lord. He's healed every part of that. So on Sunday, we experienced his power. Oh, you know, thank you, Jesus. On Sunday, you know, you have a wonderful family. You guys just, they just brought us in and just, you know, prayed the power of the Lord over us. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I don't have to force it. <laughs> he just moves. <laughs> I don't have to, like, I just have to surrender. I just have to be open to this. <laughs> He's so good. Um, so we came back Friday because like, all week I was like, oh, I want more of God. I want more of God. Like, he just puts a hunger in our hearts. I just pray that over this church that he just puts a hunger for more of him. I just pray that. Um, so on Friday, you know, he kept tapping on my heart and he put Dina on my mind just continually throughout the week. And I was like, because I heard that, oh, she heals. I'm like, well, God, maybe she would heal my anxiety condition. You know, maybe you would, you would heal my anxiety condition. And... I just came and I had to kind of like work through my anxiety definitely to like, well, maybe she, you know, well. but he, it was just so amazing because this thing that I had in my mind that was so big and I had tried and tried and tried, it was impossible. So this condition, it's a, um, when I get anxious, I'll pull out my hair and you can imagine as going through a, a young woman into becoming a woman, that's just detrimental to a confidence. Um, and I just, my heart just, just anyone who has that, I just, I know, and, and the Lord knows. He knows those things that, you know, it's a, oh God, this is a big wall. I can't get over it. But he showed me this one touch, then it falls over. This one touch, and he healed me. I left, like, <laughs> this is, this is a condition that you can go to 20 years of therapy and kind of get an answer. This is a condition, I, I studied psychology in college and I did my senior research project on this. There is no cure. In this world, there's no cure. But with Jesus, just one touch. For God. This is so good. So I just thank you, Jesus. And he just, he not only did that, but he filled us with joy he filled us with peace and like our our life is like everything about it's just kind of like on paper i've been talking to some of my you know new friends here and like it's a mess our life on paper is a mess just because he's just like rooting up all these things and rooting up you know at the start it was like oh it would be really bad if and he you know he sure enough he pulls it up and you're like okay <laughs> okay lord and he just fills us with peace. I mean, things that came our way the week after would have just, just dropped us on the ground. Like, we would have been, like, just broken. But we were just like, 
He's Yahweh Jireh. He provides. He knows. He knows just what we need. And he works on us first before he works on the surrounding. So. stretch your hands towards these guys let's just say again house of transformation father I just thank you for all that you have done for what you've accomplished in them over two weeks it's been two weeks actually this would be Sunday number three which is just Sunday through Sunday two weeks I just thank you for all that you've done is an incurable disease but God but God, but God, or an incurable disorder. We call it incurable disorder or whatever. And struggling with finding another job. It's like, but God, but God. So I just thank you for this couple. I thank you for what you're doing, and I thank you for what you've called them to and for what you're going to do and that you would bless them, that you would empower them. And we know that you will take care of their every need. We bless them in that right now, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, guys. Wow, is that cool or what? Thank you, Lord. I want to. Uh, I'm going to talk really fast. This is the most scriptures I've had in a long time. Linda, is that you? Are you ready? <laughs> You're number one. You okay? I get. I get it. I get it. Um, Lord's Prayer, Matthew six, starting with nine. What about on that one? I was really counting on being able to read right there. We got that big screen and nothing. Yeah, okay. Guys, get used to seeing my back here. <clears throat> Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's all I want for right now. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, I woke up about a week ago, early, early in the morning, and, and I, I just like, this was going over in my spirit, in my mind, and it's like, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. And I'm just like waking up to that, hearing it over and over. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. So I jumped up, I went into my office, and it's like, why do you have me here? Don't take the Lord's name in vain. So Exodus 27, Exodus 20, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So I went and I studied that, and it's like, because I was getting out of bed and I was walking, I, I was hearing... <clears throat> use my name to manipulate. It's like, could that really be what in vain means? Don't use my name to manipulate? It's like, I'm going to have to go research it. So I got into Strong's Concordance, and oh my goodness, there are so many slightly different 
meanings to vain, but that is most definitely one, that we do not use the Lord's name to manipulate or to bring glory to anything but him. We do not use the Lord's name in any way, shape, form, or manner to manipulate anybody or anything or bring glory to anybody but him. Let's say, hallowed. Hallowed means honored, revered, respected, held in high accord, uh, blessed. So, so many things that hallowed means. The name of God, the name above all names, we will not use, we shall not use, we will not bring it down to common, or we will have a price to pay for it. Everybody? It's like, okay. So, you know what I thought from the time I was a young man until earlier in the week? That it was... (laughs) What are you saying? I'm still a young man? (laughs) No. Uh, Was using it like a swear word or or, or using it, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain. That's just what I kind of grew up with. It would be like like a swear word, but now it's like that we would not bring it down to something common. We would revere, we would respect, we would honor that name always and forever. And, and, and then it's like, well, what, what would, one of the things that I basically have shared, what we learn in VSSM and what I talk about with all of our leaders is we don't just shallowly say, The Lord said, God told me, the Lord showed me, Jesus told me, Holy Spirit said. It's like, I believe, I think in my spirit, I think, here is how, what I take, what I believe. Because anytime you say, and this is for anybody and everybody here, but nobody in particular, anytime that you would say, The Lord showed me, the Lord told me, that is irrefutable. That means it came directly from God, and nobody can argue with it, nobody can question it, because the Word of God is infallible. So we proceed with caution when we say, the Lord told me, Holy Spirit said, thus saith the Lord. Everybody got that? We revere that, we take that very cautiously, very carefully, and we don't just say, God told me, or God showed me, especially if we're directing someone else, teaching, showing. This all makes sense? Do you realize how important this could be? Okay. Then we'll move on. 1 John 3.8. First, thank you, Bethany. Just a little bit louder, sweetie. <laughs> for he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the very beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, why did Jesus come? Why? Amen. Jesus came to destroy, to dethrone. We live in a fallen world, in a sinful world, 
Because of Adam, the ruler, the prince of the power of the air, was given authority over the earth. We gave up that authority through Adam, right? Okay, Jesus came to turn things around, set the table right, because we were initially, according to God and in his creation, we were designed, created to end up worshiping him, to have communion with him, to be able to love on him, to be able to receive his love, and to take authority over the earth, take dominion over the earth. We lost that when they handed it over to Satan. But Jesus came back to set things in order to destroy the works of the devil. And Matthew 9.35. Then Jesus went about all the cities, villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness, every disease among the people. Yeah, Jesus was destroying the works of the devil. He was breaking the hold that he had and healing them all. The example that he set right there. Now, let's turn to Mark 1, 14, 15. Now, after John was in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. What does that mean to you? That means Jesus came bringing with him the kingdom of God to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah? Jesus brought, Jesus was on earth, the kingdom of God there to destroy the works of the devil. Good? We all good? Okay. Well, let's turn then to Matthew 10, 1. When he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. Everybody say, he gave them power. He transferred his power, the authority that he had, to them, gave them power over unclean spirits, to cast them out. Hmm. Power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Everybody say, cast them out. out. Yeah. And to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So, Jesus came. He brought the kingdom of heaven. He was the kingdom of heaven on earth when he reigned and ruled on the earth. Everybody agree with that? Good. Well, this is getting too easy. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. So he's speaking to these, these dozen disciples of, of his, and he says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. What did they receive? What did they receive? 
They received power through Jesus, through the name of Jesus, through what he brought to the earth. The kingdom that was on earth through Jesus Christ has been imparted. There's your impartation, Dina. Has been imparted to the disciples. To do what? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Matthew twenty-two forty-four. We're cruising right through these. I might be able to elaborate more here pretty quick. Matthew twenty-two forty-four. Jesus speaking. This is in red letters. The Lord said to my Lord, "Sit at my right hand." Till I make your enemies your footstool. So God speaking to Jesus, saying, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. It's like, it's pretty amazing. Then I, I was thinking back on that one. What did God say to Satan, to the serpent, when he tripped up Eve and Adam? He said, there will be constantly enmity between you and man, but you will bruise his heel and he will bruise your head. I think that's pretty awesome that we think, go back to Old Testament, God declared that at that time. Then he has turned things upside down to the point where the enemy and his demons become Jesus' footstool. That's good right there, isn't it? Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The devil then becomes a footstool to Jesus. The head, the foot, the footstool. So, who's in control? So much so that he refers to, God was referring to the enemy as his footstool. Okay, I want to go to uh, 1 Thessalonians, 1st chapter, 5th verse. For our gospel, this is Paul speaking now, so we know what Jesus did. We know what he imparted to the first dozen disciples. We know what's, what has happened on earth up to this time. Now, we're talking Paul. For our gospel, Paul speaking did not come to you in word only. Now, we know that we preach the gospel, right? Everybody knows that's what we're here on Sunday for, at least in part, is to end up hearing the preaching of the word, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul said, our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in? Also in? Once more? Oh, what's the promise? Power, power. And in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. It's like in power because what were they doing? Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. That's the power that's offered for us to be able to walk in and the expectation of the works that we would do. Not just speak the word, but operate in power. Now, 
That sounds great, doesn't it? How come she's the only one that said that? An amen or something, you know. We've had that call on our lives to walk out to, for people to experience heaven on earth through the impartation that we receive from Jesus himself, that we become carriers of his glory, carriers of his power, that we're walking out as Jesus walked out the power and authority right here on the earth. Amen. Kingdom carriers, kingdom carriers. The kingdom of God is at hand, your hands and my hands, if, if, if we are at a place that we carry that authority. I that's something uh, I, I made some notes like authority authority there are people that are seeking desiring authority which that would be a lot of us a lot of us I want that authority I want that authority yes Jesus give it to me impart that to me I want that authority those that are desiring the authority striving for craving authority Everybody just say desiring. desiring. Authority. Authority. Okay. Then there are those that are demanding authority. I think, uh, now, bad idea. Uh, I was going to go into like, you know, short man syndrome and, bad, syndrome and bad cop and all, but you can have a badge and a gun which then, and be declared, I am the keeper of the law, and you've got the gun and you've got the badge, but you have to be convincing people that you are an authority. Just the gun and the badge doesn't necessarily give you the authority. But because you have a badge and because you have a gun, you can demand that authority, you can speak to, you can convince, try to convince people that you have that authority. Are you tracking with me? Yeah. Yeah. So there's those that demand authority but haven't earned the authority. Then there are those like Jesus who command authority. You know, there are different people that you will see that somebody walks into a room and you can feel it like, whoa. He has authority over the room. Wow. He, she, walks in authority. You know what I'm talking about? See, that, and that's what he's calling us to be, is the authority. See, when Jesus came into a situation, sometimes he might just say, peace, peace, my peace be unto you, when he would step into a room, because, whoa, the authority... But so oftentimes, he, he would come into a situation, into a room, and demons would begin to, <coughs> because of his authority, because of what he walked in, demons would just manifest and say, oh, son of God, it's, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the kind of authority that God is calling us to and wanting us to walk in. How many people want that kind of authority? Yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of people that are desiring. <laughs> How many people are walking in that kind of authority? Awesome. All right. Out of 334 people, there's seven. <laughs> How do we get to that place? You know, I was getting ready to baptize last Sunday, and, and I... Uh, you guys are going to know how weird I am when I tell you this, but I stepped around the corner, and I, <laughs> I put my... <clears throat> I put my hands upon the wall and said, Search me, Lord. Search me, Lord. If there's anything that you see or that you find in me, just show me. Show me. Who can ascend into the hill of the Lord? Him with clean, clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart. It's like, okay. It's like, search me, show me, know me, show me. You with me? Matthew 6.33 is, is just, it's a great, like, like, filter that everything needs to come through. It's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then the things that you desire, the things that you need, the things that you want will be added to you. When first and foremost we're seeking the kingdom of God, putting that first, he will grant you more and more authority. See, when we're faithful with what little we begin with, when we're faithful with that, he's going to give you a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more. It's like there is always a proving ground. When you hire somebody to do a job, before they're going to be, I mean, usually there's like a 90-day period before they're even ready to qualify for insurance or even full pay. It's like, you know what? Some of the rewards to get under the spout where the glory comes out there's some proving ground that we have got to do. We're going to be tested and tested. Are you still with me? You're still okay. Seek first the kingdom of God. And how do we seek first the kingdom of God? I would like you to turn with me to Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we seek first the kingdom of God, where he begins to show us what to do. And his righteousness, walking out, Jesus is our righteousness. When we walk in that righteousness and that holiness through our transformed lives, we're going to be getting more and more and more, both confident... To fully walk in authority, we have to have the confidence. And he is the one that establishes our confidence. So God resists the proud, but he exalts the humble. So as we humbly, totally submit our lives to him and walk in that humility, he will exalt us. He will empower us. Yeah, that's a good... That, I like that idea. 
Hebrews 12, 15, and 16 says something very, very similar. It says, Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Hmm. Which, what verse is that? Is that 15? Who for one morsel of food sold his birthright? Can we keep going? Hebrews 12, 15, 16. Never mind. I don't know where I... Uh, let's pretend like we never even went there. <laughs> okay. going to go to Romans 6, 6. First of all, when I talk about leading a life of worship in all things that we do, doing all things. As we seek first the kingdom of God, uh, I'm going to interrupt myself right here. How many of you feel like, you know, there's a scripture that says we bring the sacrifice of praise which is where I thought I was, that, that Hebrew is right there. But we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We know that scripture. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. How many of you feel like coming to church and praising the Lord, you were bringing some kind of sacrifice this morning? Or Ronnie, you got to go like 70 or 100 miles or something just to get here. That's quite a sacrifice. Travis and Brooke, you guys, what, you have to come like 40 miles or so to get here from, from, from Payette. That's sacrifice. And you guys never miss. Ronnie never misses. It's like, you guys do bring sacrifice to come to worship the Lord. I can remember coming the Sunday two, three days after my, couple days after my, my son was killed in a motorcycle accident and it's just like, Came to worship the Lord, hands raised, worshiping the Lord, tears flowing down my cheeks. But sometimes that bringing the sacrifice into the house of the Lord is a really powerful thing. And it shows and reveals your heart to Him. So we bring the sacrifice of praise. We might have to get out of bed a little bit earlier. We might even have to scrape the snow or whatever off your windshield to get here. Small sacrifice compared to the sacrifice that he made for you and for me. So when we approach things as doing it unto the Lord, even if it's our job, our Monday 9 to 5, that we're going and doing, if we're doing that as unto the Lord, we are worshiping and being a testimony for Him. So we just proceed as if anything and everything we do, we're seeking first the kingdom of God, walking out his righteousness and the holiness that he has given, that he has made us. It's like that is a sacrifice of praise that not only is in the house of God, but it's in our everyday lives. Are you all with me? That's bringing a sacrifice of praise. Praise. 
Romans 6, 6. Now we're there. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. You know, when we were baptized, we're buried with him in baptism to be resurrected, to walk in newness of life, and we were crucified, the old man has been crucified, that we would be walking in newness of life, empowered to do and accomplish what he's called us to do. So we're going to, two more scriptures, I'm going to go to Ephesians 4. Twenty-one through twenty-four. If indeed you have heard him, you've heard Jesus, and have been taught by him, by Jesus, as the truth is in Jesus, then you've put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. How many know that any, almost anything and everything in the world right now today that is not of God is filled, is a, a lust-filled environment. Just like, I don't mean just sexual, the things that we lust after. I want more, I want bigger, I want this, I want that, I'm willing to put it on my credit card to get it. It's like the lust of the flesh. There's so many things that we see that we want. Uh, deceitful lusts. And then it says right here on, on verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The other day somebody was asking me, well, can a spirit-filled Christian who has the spirit of God living in them have a demon or be demon-oppressed and have a demon somewhere? It's like... <laughs> Where is the greatest battle we fight? In our mind. So what is the spirit that is controlling our mind? Like if I had, I'd draw a big circle right here, and in the, in the middle of that circle would be the, the Holy Spirit. Right here, then a, a bigger circle, which would be around that, like the bullseye would be the soul. And then around that would be the body. And in the body would be five gates, which would be our senses that take things into the soul, which is our thoughts, feelings, emotions. So through those gates, through the lust of our flesh, which is our body, we can take things in through those gates that can take up residency. <laughs> And have to be taken care of. It's like, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's like, what spirit has control of your mind? The scripture comes to mind right now. It's like, Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. So we need to be ready to take captive any thought 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. We know that all of our thoughts do not come from God. We know that we have to, Ryan was alluding to some of, some of that a little bit earlier. We know that not everything's coming from God. We, we're flooded with, but we also need to know that it's not everything is a demon that has control. It's us giving in to the lust of our flesh because we battle that flesh. And, turn with me now, well, I didn't finish that yet. <laughs> Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, which we need that renewal. We need sometimes to be renewed just about every Sunday in the spirit of our mind. We need every Monday to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. It's like, wash me, shower me in your word. I need to shower in your word right now. It's like, in your power. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like, forgive me for, oh my word. I didn't take that thing captive quick enough before I locked that thing up and, and, and flushed it. Uh, but, and put, and that you, that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in righteousness and holiness. That you put on the new man. Everybody say the new man. Amen. Which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. Mm, praise God. Thank you for that new man. That we are a new creation. Everybody say with me. I am a new creation. In God. In righteousness. And true holiness. Amen. Okay, we're going one more place, and that's Galatians. Galatians 5, 16 through 25. And this is where we will land. And how would you all feel, before, before we go here, how would you all feel about 10 minutes of worship at the end of... At the end of The vote has been taken. We need a worship team. Okay, Galatians 5, 16 through 25. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what's the answer? Walk in the Spirit. Everybody say, walk in the Spirit. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another. So it's not always a demon. It's so oftentimes it is that flesh we battle with and that we give into, which gives way to a demon to come in and set up and put a, take a foothold. So... Pay attention to that flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. They're contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you were led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, though, which are 
adultery, fornication, unclean, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies. And, and that's one of the things that so often is easy to get tripped up with is jealousies, where you see somebody that is more blessed than you are, where you see somebody that has something that you don't have. Easy to become jealous and not even realize. But outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice, everybody say practice. If you're living this way and you're practicing this way, then such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we don't want to practice any of that junk. That's not who we are when we're walking in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, with the Spirit of God living in us. Like, no, no, no. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, And when we build our way up to the top, it's self-control. Self-control. Uh, it's like, ah. Against these things there is no law, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. And then, we won't be tripping up with all of this stuff. We'll be able to walk in the power and the authority that He's called us to. Holy, pure, and blameless. stand together. What are we going to sing together, Christy? Pastor Christy? Hmm? Oh, beautiful. I'd like to have the prayer team come up. As we worship and sing this song, praise the Lord together here this morning, I would just ask you to examine your hearts. Have him show you. It's like, if there is anything in me that I need to know about, if there's any kind of changes that I need to make, Lord, show me. Show me. If there's somebody that I need to forgive, show me that person's face. If I need to walk out forgiveness, and God, I want to walk in the authority and the calling that you have for my life. Your word says all things work together for my good, for those who love you that are called according to your purpose. And I want to walk in that goodness, fully in that goodness. So show me, 
Show me, Lord. Show me. Let's just praise Him. Let's just worship Him for a little bit. If you need a refreshing in the Spirit, if you need another little taste of His power, of His goodness, I just encourage you, come on up and let's get prayed for this morning. If you need healing for anything, come on up. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, as the lover of your life, just come right up here to the middle and let submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Thank you, Jesus.